As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Danny. Hey, Lyle. How's it going? Good. Hey, uh, you know that bet I made last time we were on, I bet against the Cubs and you, Darvish, and uh, hey, we won $7.50. Well, you won. I didn't put any money down. I'm not really a gambler unless I'm at the craps tables and the odds are in my favor. Yeah, but- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you on my bookie at some point here. I, I, I think we're going to make some sports bets this year. I'm going to make one today, so I, I don't know. Go ahead. Well, you know, ever since my bookie became a sponsor of this show, I've actually trolled around their site a little bit and it's pretty cool i'm learning a thing or two about gambling and uh, just by you know looking up you know what's a prop bet i didn't even know that over unders on the uh, runs scored uh, the money line versus the spread i didn't know any of those terms and lyle you you taught me a lot in the yeah, last i mean the incessant phone calls and texting asking me for gambling vice is getting old if you're not actually making any bets yeah, and, and I will make bets. At some point, I'm going to go to mybookie.ag. I'm going to use the promo code RANTO. And, Ranto. and uh, when I do that and I create my account, I'm going to get my 50% bonus. So I, I, I'll put in 100 I'll get 50 bucks in free play. And uh, that's, well, just so everybody else uh, can go to the site that I'm going to go to, uh, it's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And then use promo code Ranto. And uh, their little slogan is, you play, you win, you get paid. That sounds simple enough. I don't know. Sounds good to me. So uh, if you never want to hear this ad again, uh, well, you should subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for a completely ad-free listening. And you also get the show earlier than everybody else. So, um, yeah, do that. Or go to mybookie.com, make bets, and everything you win, send to us. Yeah, why not? Uh, go out there and win. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Oh, I love the sound of your uvula in the morning. Just me in the left eye. <laughs> I'm blind. My uvula hit me in the eye. So fucked up. Hi, everybody. I'm Daddy Rocket, uh, one of the hosts of the Sunranto show. And uh, we got only the lovable Lucier's, but that's all we need out yeah, there. You know, I'm thinking Mike's kids aren't in school today. Is he just sitting around doing nothing? Don't Did you he remember? He, off? he got a job now. He's one of the, the those people that, you know, get up really early, take a shower, put on some clothes and make you look like a person, and you go into your job and you sit there and you fuck around on Facebook pretending to do stuff while uh, getting paid. 
right. He, he's now gainfully em- employed. So he's not here. But, um, Lyle, you're here, and uh, you just had a, a terrible run-in with the police. Yeah. That's I why gotta, you missed uh, the last show. Yeah, I'm. it's fine. I mouthed off to a cop a couple weeks. I didn't mouth off. He was a dick, and he pulled me over for no reason. And I called him young man and kind of put him in his place. <laughs> and then he tried yeah, to tell he, me to do three other different things, and I told him how it was illegal for him to ask me to do those things. So I think he didn't like me. Then some old lady got in an accident down the street from my house in a black truck hit her. And I have a black truck and I drove by about a half hour later and the cop pulled up behind me and tried to blame it on me. And I hadn't been anywhere near it, nor had my car been in any any kind of accident. But then it happened that his partner was the same dickhead cop that was before. So so now a small town cop hates you. You're fucked, dude. Yeah. So to be nice, they said, hey, will you just help us straighten this out with this woman? Just, you know, she said she saw the driver. We just we just meet her face to face. We won't even ask you to come in the station. Just she's there. So paperwork comes out and says it's not you or your car. You're good to go. And I said, kind of. Uh, I said, I will. I said, but that makes me fucking nervous because if she says it's me and it's not me, this is how shit happens. Yeah, exactly. All the, Then all of a sudden you're on making a murderer and you're yeah. in jail in Wisconsin it's talking so to lawyers up. all the time. Uh, yeah, I know that it's, you know, and also but, but, like. But I asked the cop, I said, will you look at my car? Does it look like it's ever been in an accident? Even less likely. I mean, is it even been touched today? I had just got it washed. Like there's no marks. He's like, I think you're good to go. Oh, God. But still, now that a small town cop has it in for you just because you mouthed off to him, you're going to be like Andy the drunk on uh, Andy Griffith's show or whatever that guy's name was. Yeah. I'm sure his I name mean, wasn't Andy, too. He's going to be throwing you in jail all the time for nothing. I'm kind of already that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of are. <laughs> So, uh, well, uh, I hope you can record from jail because it's going to be a long season for the Cubs. And um, and it's going to be an even longer season of baseball for Cubs fans that live in the Chicago area because breaking news. Big Z is back in Chicago. Yeah, baby. Big Z. Turning 38 in June, he's going to be a Chicago dog. And even better, and I love this, that, you know, was it the Sun-Times, I think, that broke this? I forget. I I think it was Sun-Times, the article I read anyway. But he's coming back because it's a message from God to pitch again, which makes complete sense that he wants to be a Chicago dog because that's God backwards. Yes. Yes, it is. So we need to start a Chicago dogs podcast now. But Big Z, 38 years old. Okay, so he went down and he pitched in Mexico, and it did not go well. His ERA was six, um, and he had an 89-mile-per-hour fastball. And then he apparently dialed it up in Venezuela, and it was faster at 94, but... um, Which sounds big league to me. Yeah. Based on the Cubs rotation, he's... One of their hardest throw Dude, guys. At eighty nine, he's Kyle Hendricks. I don't know, yeah. like, but uh, seven, but a seven sixty seven or run average it, down it, in it, Venezuela. It has way more personality than Kyle <laughs> Hendricks. Yeah, you can fit nine Kyle Hendricks personalities inside Carlos Sobrado. Inside his pitching arm alone. Yeah. yeah, and he was mostly in the pen down there when he was playing. But what I love it and. You know, obviously he loves playing baseball, probably always has. He's a baseball player. But here's why he's coming back. 
and uh, I'm going to quote from the article. And he said that it started a few years ago at a Christian youth conference in his native Venezuela, which, first of all, I question because what is he's 38. Right. He's at a youth conference. It's, I, I see some my mind. My imagination went a little wild right there. But he goes to the conference and he said something happened. And it changed my life. I had an encounter he with got caught having sex with a young child. <laughs> yeah. That's the subcontext. But he says, I had an encounter with God. And then he goes on to say, I used to believe in God and now I'm committed. So here's the thing. He used to believe in God. Then obviously he like, but he was cheating on him. He was cheating. He was, and- he was in like a, a God, a marriage with God out of convenience. Like, Nah, she looks nice. My family likes her. We don't really have the best sex, so I'm going to, you know, have sex with some other broads, and I'm not really that great of a guy anyway. Like, I've never been that loyal, but I'll just say, hey, that's my God. But now... Now he's committed to God. And he said that for... Now he's, like, picking his socks up off the floor. He's doing laundry. He's taking out the trash. And he's, you know, doing the sweet things and initiating sex and bringing flowers home and, 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 you know, performing oral. I believe I've heard this. Carlos Zambrano has completely changed. Uh, I've seen this show before, I believe. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and as a matter of fact, I think it's going to be one of the new shows on the Cubs network. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Carlos Zambrano reality show that probably will get higher ratings than the Cubs game. It will. I mean, it'll be the best show on the network. So he said that four pastors told him from four different churches from different parts of the world independently told him that God wants you to go back to baseball. So I I think it sounded something like this. Carlos, go back to baseball. (laughs) I am certain that's what God sounds like. Yeah, I'm I'm positive. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like a frog in a well. (laughs) A talking frog. Yeah, I believe so. That's who I've been praying to anyway. So he said, by the third pastor from some corner of the earth, uh, he uh, he wept. Carlos Zambrano broke down in tears, and he says it's hard for me to cry, but a tear came down. So maybe he wept, and now he's dialing it back. He's like a tear. It was a single, yeah, like a, a, a tear is not a weep, Carlos. <laughs> he got something in his eye, and his eye watered. He's like, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was, was his uvula. Um. So anyway, uh, you know, he pitched in Mexico last year, but he said that. Going down to Mexico to pitch was more about obedience to God than personal conviction or passion. So he could give a shit whether or not he pitches or not. He's just trying to do what God says. And so now he's a Chicago dog, dude, playing at Rosemont. I love this story so much. I do, too. And by the way, if God comes down and talks to people, you think that's what he wants them to? I He doesn't want to, like... <laughs> Use all the millions and millions and millions of dollars of resources you had to maybe help, like, poor children and feed the hungry and, and care for the elderly. Nope, I want you to play baseball in Chicago for some half-rate team that has a fucking hot dog on its hat, and that's how you're going to serve me. I don't get it! God works in mysterious ways, don't you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? It's possible that, you know, Carlos Sombrano was always a good hitter. So imagine... All right, Carlos Zambrano hits a screaming foul ball 
that accidentally, on purpose, kills a, the new baby Hitler. And oh, that's what he's being put, put there for. He's saving millions and millions of lives. And we'll never know it. It's a selfless act. God works in mysterious ways. And he'll suffer and Carlos will suffer the rest of his life at the hands of God because he killed a small child during a baseball game. And that will weigh heavy on him forever. And he'll become a drunk and lonely living in the woods. But little did he know he saved all of civilization. He killed baby Hitler. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying. Thanks, God. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I just love this story. Obviously, I mean, I even looked into uh, possibly buying season tickets to the Chicago Dogs because I was like, well, how much could that be? Like 15, 16 bucks? <laughs> like, why not? But it's, it's actually like 10 bucks a game. You can go out there. But you know that the Zambrano games are just going to be packed. So I'm excited. I'm ex- oh. gonna go see Big C pitch. I don't even care what's going on at Wrigley that day. I'm going to I'm going to Rosemont, just like the Cubs should have years ago. Torn down that dump called Wrigley Field. <laughs> uh, it's truly a dump. Yeah. Thus, thus the seagulls. Well, you you know what uh, you know what Lee Elia has to say about it. Yes, it's a playground for us cocksuckers. And um, speaking of cocksuckers, the other. Uh, disturbing um, steaming pile of dog shit news that was out there was that uh, Carl Edwards Jr., after being sent down to AAA, was sent racist social media messages. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean... It's not really surprising. Here's the deal. I'm not even... I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. I was saddened, but I wasn't... I was like, man... That's par for the course. And it's not okay. I'm not I'm not condoning it in any way, but of course he did. I I'm I, I would have been shocked if he said, I got nothing but nice, nice uh love letters from people saying, Chin up, <laughs> keep it up. It, you know, I, I'm I'm I'd be more surprised by kindness in this world sometimes than I am of just the hateful, disgusting people. That listen, being a baseball fan is cultish in nature. I mean, just look at you know, just look at you. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's look, just it's all of us. Look at all of us. Everybody listening to this show, including me and you I, and Michael and uh, all the other podcasts. We're, we're all just super crazy fans that uh, can't get enough. I accidentally broke a chair watching the Red Sox game yesterday. Yeah, Um it's because you put on a little weight there, Lyle. No. Well, I haven't, actually. I've lost quite a bit, but I kicked the chair, and I, I was just like, God damn it! And it was playful, but I did break it. But I would never have done anything like that if baseball weren't on. So I I know where it comes from. I know why people act. So if you're already a piece of shit garbage racist and you're watching baseball, that irrational anger bubbles up and you think you have some kind of right to reach out to this human being and say awful things to them. Yeah. And Fucking crazy. And I mean, to me, I've, I've also tweeted at the president and wished horrible things upon his life. Oh, I <laughs> blocked. I blocked him. I'm, no, so I'm, have I. I I'm yeah. done with all of that shit, you know, and God forbid we get into a political conversation right now, but it's the same kind of thing. I mean, the only thing, the only thing is equally bad is political Twitter on, on Twitter is baseball Twitter specifically. <laughs> <on> Twitter. <laughs> They're kind of the same ish, <laughs> but I mean, th- 
what what kind of I thought of was like all the kind of um, like dog whistle racism that goes on watching these players from different countries and different races, like everything from Strope's hat to the chains to the way they wear their pants or, you know, it's well, back in my day, you know, I was stirrups and, uh, you know, we wore the same batting helmet for three years straight till it finally oh, he- cracked, but I got hit in the head. I, I remember when fucking uh, Manny came to Boston and everybody went fucking bonkers about how baggy his uniform was. Yeah, he shirts. He said he played better. That's, he was more comfortable that way. He doesn't like tight clothes. He's got a weird, like, I don't know. There's he, Who cares? I don't yeah. care. He's out there playing baseball. Well, it doesn't look professional. I'm like, they're playing a game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what I, other I, sport... I, 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 I had a pair of baseball pants when I was a kid. I swear to God, they had a skid mark in the back of them and a bubble gum gluing the pocket together on the side. And it was just like this big pink glob of gum that got blacker as the season went on. Uh, that's why you didn't steal any bases. You were just trying to slide in. You just got stuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it's a steaming pile of dog shit. <laughs> that should be a new, uh, a new segment on the show. Yeah, and I, steaming yeah, I mean, pile of dog shit. So uh, yeah, don't do that. Uh, if, I don't think we have racist listeners. We chase them away. Really, every couple of shows. I, we try. We do our best, but you know, I, I, I'm not sure that it always works. But um, I, I had. Uh... Listen, yeah, <laughs> you have a stroke. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> I didn't. No, I. So fucking. <sighs> Did you see this article in the Wall Street Journal about umpires? And and it made me just like it rationalized our ageism in umpires like the the 10 basically younger, um, younger, inexperienced umpires are like 50 percent more accurate calling balls and strikes than the older umpires. Well, duh, I can't even see my phone. I know I'm 45. I can't see my phone. My arm's not long enough to read it. And uh, and you want an umpire out there who's 25 years older than I am calling balls and strikes? It's insanity. It's purely insanity. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I, I'm just I don't know. Not only do I want robot umps, I want young robot umps. Right. Well, See, I just want young, young umps. I don't. Um, I, I just it says the average umpire is almost 50 years old. But the best ones, the 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 highest rate, uh, highest scoring umpires are all the young ones. They have like a two percent, two or three percent failure rate. I, I read the article, but I read it, you know, I was a little stoned when I read through it. But uh, it's it's worth reading. I'll post it up on the uh, Ranters page if somebody else hasn't already done it. Yeah, well, f- uh, kill the umpire. Yeah, it's just, ro- it's, ro- robot ups. Here now. we are again. So, Same story. So let's talk about this Marlins series quickly. We've we've only completed two of the games. The Cubs won them both. Uh, Takeaway so far, I mean, oh, my God, is nobody at this giant ballpark. <laughs> they drew under 10,000 both games. It was under 8,000 on Tuesday. I mean, what the hell's wrong? This is Jeffrey Loria who screwed up the Mets, then came down, screwed up the Marlins, and then got away with like $8,000 billion the hell yep how do they have i mean i understand that like miami's full of expats from like new york and chicago and other cold weather places and old people retire there and they just go when their team's in town maybe once but uh 
what the hell's why can't this team why can't Florida at all support a baseball team and do they even deserve to have one anymore this is worse than the Expos yeah I just it's I think it's a college football area in high school football and that's kind of what they're into and the Dolphins get some good play and and the Miami Heat have a good good crowd but outside of that I don't know. You would think with like, you know, the Cuban connection that there would be a lot more baseball fans. You know, well, just now, because now that no more Cuban huge. baseball players are going to be allowed to come into the league. Yeah. I we could skip that. Yeah, but but you know, I'm just talking about fandom and being I a know, fan of the like sport. I know they like the sport you'd think they go. By the way, Fido Castro to, was a baseball player. Go, going to a MLB game is way more expensive than it should be. There are only a few parks in this league, Wrigley being one of them, that sell out on the regular. Yeah. And and now they want to expand. Like I'm just like move the bar the the Marlins, move the Marlins to one of these cities that would maybe appreciate them like Portland or, you know, I don't know, somewhere else because you know, this is worse than the Expos. And it's like the only reason they even had 10,000 people in there is because the Cubs were in town. Like, I don't know who they play next, but imagine when, like, you know, Pittsburgh comes. Like, what the hell? I don't know. Yeah. They, they they should lose their team. The Los Angeles Dodgers should lose their team because their fans don't deserve having two teams. They all have to become Angels fans now. Move them back to Brooklyn where the hipsters live. But um, anyway, uh, the Marlins series, Cubs won both. They won 7-2 to two on Monday, and then they shut them out last night for zip. And a um, couple takeaways. You Darvish getting better and better. I mean, the eight strikeouts in 5.2 innings. Joe said he could have gone a little longer, but he didn't let him. You know, probably just got a short leash on the dude. And uh, the only kind of dark spot is that he did give up four walks, but he won the game. He got the win. And um, I don't know. What do you think? Are you are you liking this you Darvish trajectory we got going on? I am. I mean, people probably gave him a lot of shit. What was that? What he pitched last Thursday? No, Wednesday. Wait, yeah. Really cold uh, night in Wrigley. Yeah. Wind blowing he, in. He gave up two home runs. And people were bitching about him, but he looked yeah. pretty good. He looked good. Yeah. I and thought. he was dialing it up to 99. Yeah, and game. I think you look this last game, he has some control issues that I don't think he's had over his career regularly. And I is it the fucking mound in Wrigley? Like is the walk rate I somebody somebody smart out there tell me if the walk rate for Cubs pitching is exponentially higher in Wrigley than it is on the road and that explains why they can't throw strikes. Well, I it, it seems like that they were I think that it's a a system-wide situation. And I, I've said it, this on a few shows is that, you know, it's obvious that what, what is that they keep changing pitching coaches. Like what is, what is a, what that is that be, systematic issue? Is it just, they find guys who can't throw you Darvish through strikes quite well before he came. I out. know. Well, look, look, here's his what walks. Has changed? Per, I, I'll tell you what his walks per nine were. Okay. Is it Eddie Vedder's fault? When he was with the Dodgers that one year, it was 2.4 walks per nine. Okay. Um, all that year, uh, even with Texas, it was 2.8. Uh, the highest of his career was as a rookie when he was 4.2. With Chicago, last year, and you know, if only 40 innings pitched, it was 4.7. And this year, in 17.2 so far, it's 7.6. 
Now, his strikeouts have remained, you know, pretty constant. So you got to believe it's just like a system thing because the bullpen doesn't throw strikes, you know. Uh, Hugh Darvish doesn't throw strikes. I, I mean, these guys that they're training up, they're like never give in to a hitter. Never put the ball over the plate because it'll go over the fence and you'll be burned. But instead, they, you know, walk in runs and lose the game like they did on last Saturday against um, the Angels. And it's, I don't know, it's so frustrating. And fans hate walks more than anything. So that's not even, even that strategy isn't even fun to watch. Like, it's it's just horrifying. The only person in baseball who likes walks is Don Mattingly. He loves intentional walks. He's like, over the last three seasons, I think he has double the amount of intentional walks of any other coach. Yeah, it's because he's got no pitchers. He's like, well, I got to I gotta do the matchup. He's, he's got nothing on that team. Yeah. I mean, which we've, which we've seen. Well, which is fucking insane because the guys they've gotten rid of in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, they could have been. Yelich, for one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the MV- Captain. Only uh, the- Real motto, fucking. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, it, what is that about? You know, no wonder only 10,000 people are coming when the Cubs are in town even. So, so I don't know. A couple funny things happened in the first game. Uh, Bryant got hit by a pitch. And then he got hit by the ball, diving back into second. And then he got hit again, running to third. <laughs> Uh, which reminded me of that Randall Grid- Gritchuk play. Right, I was going to say that was the Gritchuk move, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I found it quite comical. And, uh, man, but Chris Bryant, I mean, talk about a bad bad kind of start to the season. And then that just kind of caps it off, just being nailed by a ball over and over again. <laughs> you know, right in a row. I mean, I, he's, I mean and well, then last night, he can't hit. Sorry, go ahead. What make no, your go, point? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say he can't hit balls right down the middle. Sahadev Sharma had an article, and it was it showed like you know his hard contact rate, like right on balls right down the middle that he usually smokes and like you know goes over the fence or goes off the wall or whatever. He's those are outs right now, and he's not hitting it hard. He's getting under it. He's a lot of fl- lazy fly balls. It's just like you know. You would kind of trust that they say he's lunging. You would trust that he's going to figure this out and put it back together. But it's been a while since we've seen Bryant be the superstar that he was kind of destined to be. For yeah, and 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 I would say this based on all his golly gee Williker trash talk this spring yeah. and how focused and angry he was i expected him to fucking mash the ball the guy even thought maybe his average is going to be down a little bit but he's going to try to hit everything out of the fucking park and everything looks lazy and slow i i you know it's it's always this fucking uh um uh major league thing when they get (laughs) when they get wild thing glasses and all of a sudden he can see again and i always think that with some of these players i'm like he just can't see well have you noticed like he's had these like weird I don't know. They look like Oakleys, kind of. Yeah. You know, there's the the rose colored. Like, see, he, he's concerned about something. Yeah. Does he have glaucoma or something? Like, is there something wrong with his eyes? Because he never wore those before. And granted, he probably got some sponsorship to wear them. But you know, he's wearing them, and it's like, I don't know. It it just doesn't look right. He doesn't look. I mean, I guess he kept. Somebody was saying the other day. 
forget who, I think it was Luis from uh, Bleacher Nation. And I was talking to him like live and actually in person. This wasn't a Twitter conversation, but he said something about, you know, when he swung that he kept both hands on the bat. And that's not what he usually does either. He missed, but he's also missing a lot of pitches. You know, for a while there, he was striking out. Now he's hitting the ball, but it's, you know, looks like shit. And I don't know. He, he needs to get it together, motherfucker, because without him, you know, we're not going to be able to score enough runs to get over our uh, dysfunctional bull penis. By the way, they're scoring tons of runs, and that's, I mean, it's it's hit or miss, it seems, but no. they're, they're, they're not lacking. No, they scored seven on Monday and then four, which is not tons, but. Their run differential is like plus 32. It's amazing oh, that the, they're like oh, a yeah. game out of last place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh Contreras, you know, he he had a good he's had a good series so far. He had a home run. He he Wilson is carrying my fantasy baseball team. Oh, yeah, he's he's having the best month ever. Hopefully he doesn't burn out like he did last year. What was so sad to see is like when it, in the first inning of uh the the first game of this series, right after Wilson had struck out before Schwarber's check swing strikeout and Contreras was swinging at garbage. Well, then Contreras comes in and his first at bat takes a walk. I was like, fuck you. Fuck you, Wilson. Where was that walk last weekend? I know. I think I gave Michael the choice of keeping uh, the group of Baez, Contreras, Hayward, and Almora together as the core of the team or keeping Schwarber, Rizzo, Bryant, and Lester as the core of the team over the next few seasons. And I think he chose the white guys. So of course he did. And I, and I didn't real after I had said it, I was like, huh, I think I separated them by race <laughs> or by whiteness. But that was not my intention. I was thinking kind of the old guard a little bit with, uh, uh, you know, everybody knew that um, Bryant was going to be the future of the team, even when he was a young man and uh, coming up. And, and same with Rizzo, as he was kind of already the, the veteran on the team at a young age. So. I don't know those. those uh, my other group there that I that Baez, Contreras, Jason Hayward. Yeah, well, I mean, Jason Hayward's been another one that's been you know kind of carrying the team. Uh, you know, he did this last year for a month too, though. So I talked. Listen, I yeah, am talk I'm to me at the end of the Jason year. Hayward. I am all team Jason Hayward. He is crushing it right now. But let me tell you this: talk to me in July. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's what I'm saying about like a. You Darvish, his uh, trajectory seems more like a trajectory. Like he's getting more and more comfortable out there, coming back from this injury that he's had, his rough start with Chicago, at all. I mean, it's just a weird situation for him, you know. And all eyes are on him, and so much pressure. But uh, somebody like Jason Hayward, I mean, it's kind of been a known commodity to the point that we gave up on him. I mean, even at the beginning of the year, he grounded into eight hundred double plays. And we're like, oh, well, I guess he's just, you know, the, the you know, that part of the lineup that you're just going to go get up and go get a beer because he ain't going to do anything. And now, he, now he's must watch baseball. Yeah. Now he's really turned around. And even those double plays and they were saying at the beginning of the year that his exit velocity is one of the highest in the league. All right. Well, how about this? You know, I was and I was bitching about his launch angle. I'm like, does anybody hit the ball harder into the ground than Jason Hayward? Yeah, yeah. What did, so what, what did we I, say? I, I, was look, I, I, I uh, looked up uh, on Twitter. I looked up uh, Hayward's exit velocity, and then I looked up Hayward's uh, uh, launch angle. And this gentleman, Yoda's famous penis. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Gentlemen, Yoda's famous penis. 
wrote on Twitter, uh, the, you know, the the uh, ba- the baseball mind of Yoda's famous penis wrote, while I was looking at StatCast, I decided to look up Jason Hayward, too. He had a 2.9 barrel rate last year. That's up to 7.5. Launch angle of 9.4 last year, and it's 18.7 this year. And then exit velocity is up over 91 compared to 88 last year. So he's hitting the ball hard and in the air. And I think that is, I, I think I, 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 that was I, the key to Jason Hayward was literally getting the ball up. And I thought he'd be solved. And guess what? I'm right. And Yoda's famous penis also wrote as compare as a comparison, KB in his 2016 MVP season had a barrel rate of 11.9 average exit velocity of 89.3 and a launch angle of 20.9. So Jason Hayward's moving into that territory and, uh, and KB is moving into the former man named known as, known as Jason Hayward. Well, I mean, do you think he's been trying to do that this whole time, but he just couldn't do it, and now he's figu- kind of figuring something out, and for at uh, least okay. for the let, last let, few let, weeks? Absolutely. Let's not be ignorant assholes. Of course, of course he's trying to uh, play the best baseball that he can, and of course he was working really hard. I mean, you'd hear it time and time again from the coaches and his teammates they would say nobody works harder than Jason trying to figure this out. He's tried everything. God damn it. He's had three different swings and three different fucking seasons. Well, and also three different hitting coaches. I mean, there has been a lot of turnover, you know, since Mally, then you'd come in play, playing chili ball. And now you're kind of going back uh, with eye pussy back, um, you know, back the other way. But uh, you know, it's, it's Dude. been as bad as the hitting coaches. So, I mean, the Dude. pitching coaches, you know, just a, a lot of turnover and you got to know that, you know, that's, just fucking with people, and I don't you know. know. You, you, I, I, You're not relaxed. You're thinking too much about what that guy just said. You know, right? You spend a lot of time at the park, and you're around people who spend a lot of time at the park. But I also know, like, you don't have access to the players and coaches. You know, like some of these other guys who write about the Cubs and whatnot have. Um, but is your perception or the thought in your head? Does Joe Madden coach? And what I mean by that. I know that he does the lineups and I know that he manages the game, but do you think he coaches the players? Does he say, Hey, Brian, when you're getting a third, you know, ground ball at third base, you're literally like, remember little league, like spread the legs, square up on the ball and put your glove on the ground. Like, do you, cause you're not doing that lately. And that's why this is happening. Or, or Hey Rizzo, on your stretch, you're not pointing that back toe back far enough. You'd get another two, three inches out there if you would just stretch that out a little more. I'm not saying Rizzo has a problem with that. But do you think he does that kind of coaching? Well, he said he, he, doesn't. he said he was going to this year. I don't think that that's his style to do it in the past, to, like, nag people on these small details. Um, isn't I, that part of the job, though? I know I, it's annoying. I think it and is. Guys make a lot of money. But isn't it to help these – like, I think in the end – you know, my dad was fucking drove me crazy because he'd always be like, hey, do this, do this. do." This. And he would nag me sometimes with the sports. But guess what? A lot of times after the fact, he was right. I was wildly grateful because he was right. And I was like, oh, my God, I can hit fucking any fastball that comes in the zone because I I, I turn my hips right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not just swinging with your arms or whatever you were yeah. doing wrong. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Yeah, and and I think that he does do some of that, but I don't know how nitpicky he gets with my, them. Because my perception is he does none of it; that he just he talks to his coaches. I don't think he wants to. He has fun with the players when he can, but not all the time. And then he he just he just manages. He seems he, I don't know. 
Well, I think I don't like him, so it's hard. It's I hard. think the, the Ricketts called Theo to the carpet, and they told him, you know, this is what your money situation is. And it, and Theo was like, oh. And then he turned around and he called Joe Madden to the carpet. He said, "This is what our money situation is, and you better go out and coach the fuck out of these motherfuckers and make sure that." that we're firing on all cylinders all year long. So Joe went in there and tried to do that. And from what I saw from the Cubs video they released on YouTube, all he does is say things like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Good, smooth, smooth. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. (laughs) As they take reps at shortstop, you know. So I don't know what he's saying later, you know, like – Hey, well, he so does you seem know, more you're... cheerleader than coach to me. Yeah, you're. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he's like, I don't know if he goes in there. He's just like, you know, your first step was a little bit off angle, or what? It, you know, coming in. I don't know who he's talking right. you're, to. Your 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 front legs pulling out. You know, step into the bucket, move forward. You yeah, know, do all those things. <laughs> Whatever it would be, but uh, you know, and if if he is doing more of that. You know, I don't know if he's good at it or not because he's. I don't think he did it before, so I don't know the difference. I know this start of the season has been pretty disappointing for you know the way it was supposed to start and the way it did start but um it, maybe that has to do with that Joe Madden's a shitty coach and he's been coaching more like I don't know like hey the bullpen sucks oh Tommy Hadovy is the pitching coach and was responsible for everybody this whole time they're walking everybody well that must be Hadovy's idea like I don't know who to blame you know I think everybody wants to blame somebody but you know, it's possible that maybe they're just not that good at their jobs. Right. Or maybe the players aren't good enough. I don't know. But they they look fucking great against the Marlins. <laughs> Let me tell you. But this, so does but so do like uh So does everybody. So do the Chicago Dogs. They could right. probably beat the Marlins too. Um If it, I told you defense showed up big, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, if I told you before the season, now I know Johnny's on the uh, old I. And I know Johnny's in Illinois, but if I told you he'd be leading the team in, in hitting, I know he's only got three at bats and a small sample size and a one uh, one point eight OPS. I mean, I believe you. He's a ball player. He's a ball player, Johnny ball player. Yeah, he's like I never really had to hit before. He said, but now I'm gonna be the best goddamn hitter you've ever seen. Speaking of him, Hayward. And Zobrist all have more walks than strikeouts this season. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Zobrist, I can believe. Uh, the but nice Hayward, thing is Hayward. Hayward's got 10 walks and six strikeouts. I know. I, I don't know. know how many double. Who's leading the team and in hitting into double plays? I wish I, I I don't even know where to fucking find that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll uh, do a deep dive at some point and look up all the double plays that we've hit into. But. So, uh, speaking of double plays, did you catch that uh, play? I mean, Baez, here's the beautiful thing about Javi. He makes the most exciting plays even when he doesn't have to because that double play, he like they, he chucked him the ball. He had all the time in the world. He, ch- he chucked him the ball. I mean, it comes one anyway, but he, he bare hands it, steps on second, and throws the damn ball away. And, and I'm like, and with you, Darvish, on the mound, I was like, here we go. You know, yeah. this is going to be the inning that Baez fucked up the double play. You should be out of it. Now he's going to totally self-destruct and walk eight in a row, and Joe Madden will come get him, and he'll walk off the mound crying, peeing all over the place. So, I I mean, I want Javi to do exciting things, but he did that. Uh, he, stre- he stretched a single into a double, or tried to. 
uh, yesterday, did the little slide move. Um, and then Starlin Castro, he would have been safe, too. And it kind of looked like Starlin Castro kind of pushed him off the bag, but it was really more of a momentum thing, I guess, is what they judged it because they called him out. But what it seems is that Castro tagged Javi's chain that was hanging down. Yeah. And that's why he was out. So I'm like, first of all, it was a single, bro, and it's 4 nothing. It's not like you're killing him today. But I don't know. It's just He tries to make all this shit happen. It didn't really work out. No, All the but extra I, I, shit I, he's done has not worked out in Florida listen, so far. When things started shitting the bed last year at the end of the season, that was one of your complaints. You were like, I love Javi. I wish he'd stop being a show-off in games like this when we're losing or it doesn't matter or doing stupid shit. But when he does stupid shit a lot, it becomes really exciting. Yeah. It's hard. I, yeah. think, I think that's what you get, and that's who he is. And sometimes you just you got to step back and say, I, I know it's fun to bitch about it, but you got to step back and say, yeah, that's Javi being Javi. Well, I remember even a couple years ago, you and I talking about how he would try to get to every fly ball. <laughs> like, I mean, he's like playing shortstop. He'd be sprinting to center field, yeah. and you'd be like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. get out of there. You're going to hurt somebody. And just right. like run it out there as fast as he can. I swear to God. if it, Like the man could be, he's like Bugs Bunny. In that one, uh, remember he when they, he's like, he plays base, all the Bugs position- Bunny, second base, Bugs Bunny, third base, Bugs Bunny, shortstop, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Baez Buddy. Oh, man. But um, anyway, I was happy. I'm, although, I'm, although, I'm happy if, with if you're gonna call If you're going to call anyone on that team, Bunny, it's Addison Russell. I'm not calling him anything <laughs> except for the unfortunate with, shortstop in a week. With with all the procreating, there. What's going to happen in a week? What do we? What's the plan? Have you heard? Is there word? Everybody's the just ignoring the fact that it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, can we talk about this? What I mean, do we? I I don't want to nope. even say his name, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to. No, we'll deal. We'll deal with it when it comes. Let's give ourselves a, a a last week of. I feel like if there was enough fucking people saying, "God damn it, I don't want this to happen," maybe they think twice about it. But now that nobody's talking about it, yeah, and Cubs fans are a little desperate for a little more uh, defense, defense a little yeah, more, a little more scoring since the. Since the uh, pitching staff is oh. fucking garbage, Addison does plenty of scoring. Apparently, yeah. Um, Although the pitching staff is slowly but surely improving. Uh, you know who's not going to do be doing any scoring for a while? <laughs> fucking Lewis Brinson. <laughs> no, he's not. Dude, you Darvish fucking threw a fastball into his dick. It's pretty great. And then the dick ball hit the umpire right in the fucking throat. It hit the catcher too, didn't it? Oh, I don't know. I was too busy looking at I was trying to hit see it. I mean, it was it in his dick or like I felt like it hit him in like the right in the inner thigh really more on his back thigh. We'll we'll say dick. Yeah. We'll say dick though cuz it's funnier, but he was yeah. down for a moment and the umpire was not happy either. Yeah, he was, I I just looked oh. it up. 99 99 mile an hour fastball to the dick and hit and then hit uh the catcher I was it still Contreras? I think it was Contreras. Hit Contreras in the shoulder and then hit the umpire in the throat. <laughs> it was like fucking pinball back there. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, the bull penis wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, in fact, they were good. I'll say they were good. Um, Kyle Ryan, C-Shack, and Tim, Tiny Tim Collins, uh, they took the rest of that U Darvish game. They gave up one walk. Five strikeouts between them. Two hits. Uh, but no one had a clean inning. You know, wouldn't that be nice just to like shut it down like the Brewers do where they put Hater out there? 
Just some guy yeah. just gets them all out. You know what I mean? Like no drama, like really short innings, go back out there, have Javi hit another homer. Listen, I'd take a bullpen over of, of Lee Smith's all day if they all just get through it one way or another, even if they all give up a yeah. hit once in a while. And by the way, if the Cubs are going to keep scoring this many runs, you can kind of hope. I mean, I, I think it'll maybe it's another season of uh, of bullpen magic where it's just uh, sleight of hand and moving people around and hoping, you know, a combination of guys can get through the last few innings without doing too much damage. Yeah, and I think that is what it's going to be at least until Morrow comes back and then the equation changes slightly. You know, if you're, if you're going to use Morrow as your closer, which I think you probably still do, even if Strope is effective, I still, uh, well, I think Strope probably takes a bunch of saves regardless. You know, I think they're going to be slow with Morrow coming back anyway, you know, and that's not too far off either. It may, they're saying, but, you know, I never trust that kind of thing. You know, once you're in Illinois, we, you don't necessarily know how to get out of it. Um, right. But I was impressed with the defense overall. I think, uh, you know, Almora, his, you know, that long way to run that he had, he really saved you Darvish's ass in that right at the beginning of the game. A heck of and, a play. And he, and he made a great uh, coming forward catch. And that's a tough outfield to play. It is huge. Probably because they probably because they had to take out uh, take out seats to make more fields. They're like, it looks too empty in here. <laughs> Let's take out seats. Um, but I don't know what else happened in this game. Uh, you know, uh, Q, the, the, uh, Q, Quintana. Yeah, dude. I mean, two times in a row now. Eloy who? Yeah. Eloy Jimenez. Never heard of him. Zero runs. For the second game in a row, zero walks, uh, seven innings, seven strikeouts, gave up six hits, um, and last time he gave up four hits, but here's, uh, here's the struck deal out with 11 it. or 12 or 11. Pitching great, but he's kind of the guy who has, like, the most full stat line every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, zero runs and zero walks, but usually it's like, Two walks, seven innings, seven Ks, six hits, you know, like just all across the board. Like he doesn't, he doesn't dominate any one place, but he just, he's just pitching well. Well, he dominated in strikeouts last time out. He did. And the fact that he didn't give up any runs, I mean, it's the Marlins, but it was the Pirates too. Who, by the way, are also supposed to suck. Uh, Wait, was it the Pirates or the Angels? No, it was the Pirates. Yeah. Pirates. So uh, I I was kind of sad that Captain Hook came and got him after the he gave up a single in the eighth, and then Captain Hook's like I've seen enough, and he was yeah. I don't even think he threw that many pitches. Um, I I don't think he was up to a hundred. Let me I'm taking a look right now. I mean I think you make the same complaint when Darvish was pitching the other night too. He was on like pitch seventy seven. You're like dude, he looks good. Yeah, Why just leave. Him out of there? See what he's got. Ninety one ninety one pitches. I, I think he wanted him to get the win, you know, with Darvish and, and have a good feeling, you know, leaving that game maybe. I don't know. No, I that's what that we keep saying, but I'm just like, when are you going to ride some of these dudes? I mean, granted, that's more for like, I guess, September baseball when you're in it, when you're just really riding dudes. Yeah, but when the team's not playing well, have somebody go out there and show you something. Yeah. I, we can rally behind and be like, yeah! Well, we saw Cole Hamels do it. And, it, and you know, and it's possibly – I mean, what was annoying about it is then, so he puts in Kinsler, and Kinsler uh, gets a gets the double play that he needs. 
But then he leaves him out there, and he gives up a single and a walk, and you're like, ah, fuck. You know, it's just like Kinsler could get the one guy. He could get the ground ball from the one guy, but now you got to put in somebody else, you know, and he he doesn't – what I'm saying is, like, to get rid of Q, it's going to take two pitchers to get you through that, you know, and it's just kind of annoying because, like, what if today – is an extra inning game, and now you used all your pitchers yesterday in a masterpiece by Q. Spe- it's annoying. Spe- speaking of Kinsler, did you see his whip? No, what is it? Is it under one? 0.69. Nice. <laughs> so, and the Cubs, you know, I think they've been aggressive in this series, too. And they've been trying to take extra bases. Didn't always work out. Aggressive, uh, being really aggressive. Descalso got tagged out at third. Um, but I don't know. I, I, what can I complain about? They won. They won two games in a pretty dominant fashion. So And Lewis Brinson got hit in the dick. So I've had a good time watching these. So, sure. so let's move on to Lyle's betting corner where Lyle Aker gives you his bet from uh, to place at mybookie.ag. Uh, and today we're going to talk about today's game. Mybookie.ag. Why do I keep saying mybookie.com? Because everything else is .com, but not yeah. mybookie. Mybookie.ag. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Yep, that's it. So tell me about Cole Hamels versus Sandy Alcantara. I don't necessarily love the game. It's minus 170 for the Cubs in Cole Hamels, which means you have to bet $170 to win 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started off with 20 in our in our bag, and we won that last bet betting against Cubs. So we have $27.44 in our account right nice. now. Nice. Super exciting. Um, do, you, I, do you bet this game? I mean, the Cubs have won the first two. Are they, are they due to just take a shitty loss because they're tired? What do you think is going to happen in the first inning of this game, Danny? I think the Cubs are going to come out swinging, and I think they're going to score four runs. So in the I, first? I, yeah, in the first. Yeah, I do. I think the bet on this game, because the over-under so is over, eight and a half. Over, the over-under is one and a half runs total in the first inning, and it's plus 215. Yeah, see, maybe that's your bet, that the Cubs are going to come out scoring runs. And – um I, I think also the over under is at eight and a half. Yeah. Right now. We and we like the over. I like the over in this game. Yeah. I think they're gonna be I think the Marlins are gonna just not give a shit and come out swinging too. Like I, I but I don't think they're gonna score shit off Hamels. I think all nine runs are the Cubs. <laughs> all right. Well, so. we're gonna take the over at minus one oh five. So you bet a hundred and five dollars to bet a hundred. Uh to win a hundred. And we're gonna take over one and a half runs in the first inning uh plus 215 so 100 bucks wins you 250 we're gonna bet five dollars on each oh, of i them. like it i like it and we're gonna do it all at mybookie.ag uh and thanks for sponsoring the show and if you never want to hear an ad like this again well all you got to do is subscribe and get your own rss feed at patreon.com slash sunranto s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o and uh yeah, do that, and then uh, you can listen to it without hearing ads about my bookie or about Patreon. So, uh, yeah, do that. Okay, let's move on to the next series at Wrigley Field. This was a Although, quick, by the quick way, trip. By, by the way, this is a big trip. Diamondbacks. Well, no, we're not going to the Diamondbacks. They're coming to Wrigley. 
I know. So it's it's crazy because then they go down to Miami, play three games, have a day off, which, hey, maybe they'll hang out in Miami for the day. You know, Come back to Chicago. Sun, come back to Chicago, except for that it's a day game. So you know they're probably going to come back. Which These are all day games uh, against uh, the D-Bags. And um, the Diamondbacks, you know, they're average they're an average team, even though they lost Paul Goldschmidt, which I was like, oh, they're probably going to – they're just tanking now because they were willing to get rid of Goldschmidt and not give him the big contract that uh, St. Louis gave him. But they've just lost uh, three to four, three of four to San Diego at home. Right where you want them, in the dumps. And, well, not so much because uh, now they've, I believe, split the first two. They won last night in pretty dramatic fashion – against the Braves like it was tied late they scored three in the ninth and then won the game um with uh Greg fucking Holland as their closer who has not given up a run in like six innings and is only making 3.5 million dollars can you believe it wow I know, and you know, Theo's like oh he's washed up he's done because he doesn't even know By what the he's way, looking he's the guy at we wanted him to sign last year and I know he never. Well, I'm glad they didn't last year because he sucked right. ass last year. But this but year, he's awesome. For a couple of years. Well, this April, he's awesome. Too early to tell. But yeah, the Diamondbacks won last night 9 to 6. Or you could say that the Braves lost 6 to 9. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then uh, the night before against Atlanta, I'm looking it up right, right now because I didn't write it down. Did they even play? No, I guess they didn't play. I think they got rained out. Maybe they got rained out, man. And that might be why they were wearing their Jackie Robinson shit last night. So, Jackie Robinson Day. Um, can you believe that somebody did that to Carl Edwards Jr. on, like, Jackie Robinson Day? I think the story came out on that day. Yeah, well, the racist probably doesn't know when Jackie Robinson Day is. And, hey, neither do I usually until I show up to the ballpark and everybody's wearing 42. And you're like, fuck, who's that guy? Yeah. I can't tell. Everybody's wearing the same goddamn number. He's not in a scorecard. So, um, all those white dudes look the same out there. So, uh, yeah, the D bags, they are in third. You know, I have a feeling they're eight and nine. The Cubs are in fourth. fourth. Yeah, but, you know, I really feel like, I feel like Colorado's going to be better than they are right now. I kind of had the Diamondbacks. I mean, they got Red Goldschmidt, and I'm like, oh, they're going to be shit, right? But and maybe the plan is to get rid of more dudes too, and and really like strip it down. But I mean, they're kind of you know they got the same guys they've always had, like uh, well Dyson and Kettle Marte and Peralta is good. But um, and they held on to Zach Granke. Well, Granke's still there. Well, what are they going to do with him? He's their best hitter. <laughs> he, really, he really is. <laughs> sure. So, I know, but he's also their best hitter. Right. <laughs> no, he's serious. He's leading the team. In, uh, yeah, OPS. so John Lester's yeah. the Cubs' best hitter. What's your point? Yeah. So, um, but their new first baseman, which everybody might be interested to know, is a guy named Christian Dixon Walker. And he hit a go-ahead home run last night. And um, he, But before that, he was just two for 28. And then he just started blasting home runs. And he's a big dude. So, I mean... They- Maybe maybe they maybe it was an addition by subtraction. Well, maybe they were like, we got this Walker kid in the minors. He's the next Goldschmidt. Why are we going to pay this dude when we got 
Christian Dixon Walker. And we could spend money on other shit. Yeah. So maybe that Goldschmidt wasn't a tank move, and it might have been a, um, a let's make it happen with this other guy move. I like it. So um, offensively, uh, the Cubs and the D-Bags OPS is about the same. Uh, they're fifth and seventh in the majors with the Cubs being ahead. They've hit two more home runs. They don't walk much, and we walk a lot. And the Cubs have scored six more runs than the Diamondbacks. Well, this is what's scary is that the Cubs are about to – let's just hope the Cubs pitching staff moving in the right direction is actually happening. It's not just that they just played a shitty-ass team um, because that's got to scare you. If a team can put as much pop out there as you can – it sucks, and they don't walk much, but they'll walk a bunch against Cubs. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is stand there. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. I could walk against Cubs bullpen pitching. For sure. So, uh, they're, and they're pitching. I mean, luckily, the D-backs pitching, maybe they're kind of the same kind of team. Uh, the D-back pitching is even worse than the Cubs, a third of a run worse overall ERA-wise. Which is a good sign. And their bullpen is half a run worse. Um, and they've given up seven more home runs than the Cubs. That's a lot of extra homers, although it's supposed to be kind of cold at Wrigley. I don't know which, what the wind will be doing, but it's not going to be, you know, 70. Maybe Sunday it, it could maybe hit around there. But um, right now the Cubs are actually second in walks. We're not first anymore. The Cardinals are. So how do you like them apples? I like them. Arizona does not give up a lot of walks. Eh, they're in the middle. Um, defensively, okay. Now, do do we or do we not strip out the Cubs six error game in like talking about errors here where they are because they're tied for second in the majors. But I think that it's they're really more average than what that number shows. Well, the yeah, there number. was with one terrible game. Yeah, yeah. So they're tied for second. But they're tied with the Red Sox. I know. So what's, what's the going Red Sox on are there? doing everything bad right now? Okay. Defense, offense, pitching—they're a mess. Everyone, the entire team is in a simultaneous slump. It's fucking absurd to watch. Oh, that's really dark. That's like Devil Dur. That sounds like it's from hell. It is from hell because the Cubs' dur is six, 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 the sign of the beast. <laughs> Good thing we don't have cameras on. Um, the, the, the Diamondbacks, they're right in the middle of the road, dur-wise. With the seven- just jammed a dildo in his mouth over and over again to make it's, that sound. It's the only way to make the sound. <laughs> so uh, let's get a little... Uh, Michael's not here, but... So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. That guy is. And uh, Zach Granke has shown up to hit. Um, Kablamo! Yeah, he's got a double. Two home runs in nine at-bats plus a walk. I mean, uh, and we're going to face him. He's going to bat against the Cubs on Sunday. So be careful with Zach. He is not an easy out. Um, All their regulars, um, Adam Jones and David Peralta... Uh, not all of them. Two of their regulars have OPSs in the 900s. Nobody has more than four home runs, though. Um, and they got Alex Avila right now. Remember the the Cubs backup catcher that uh probably should be a Cub still. Well, um, he started off with a great 
uh, started off great to the season, went five for 15 with two home runs, but then he got hurt. So he's not going to be around, maybe. I don't know what's wrong with him. I didn't look it up. So, uh, I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Well, the batting average or the OPS of Yores Flores is only 518. And he has no home runs. He wasn't really known for hitting home runs, but he is known for crying when he thought he got traded from the Mets. Remember that? That was amazing. He was out at shortstop just tearing up, just, you know, with his Mets family. You know, he just he just loves the Wilpon so much. He's the only one, but anyway. I've, I've always had a soft spot for that guy, Yores Flores, ever since he did that. He plays second base, and he sucks, though. Um, the thrower, I mentioned him before. Wait. You just put your Oh, that's blower. All right, I guess I got to do blow no. now. Okay, we're doing it backwards. The blower is Zach Godley has been ungodly. Um, 14 runs in 17 innings. The bad news is we ain't facing him. But out of the bullpen, Matt Cock. 15 runs in nine innings pitched. And he's still on the team somehow. Wow. Seven of those runs were against the Red Sox. Sox, sorry. Yeah, I mean that yeah, yeah, that's right. He had that fucking atrocious game. Yeah. So if you strip that out, it's still pretty bad and it's at least a run at innings. So hopefully Matt Cock comes on out there. And who throws? Greg Holland. I I'm so this is the second time in a row that we've seen somewhat affordable late inning bullpen arms playing against us. Yeah, is it not in a row? Because I don't know who the <laughs> oh, it's uh, Sergio Romo for the Marlins. Yeah, I'm not scared of him. Um, but Greg Holland's, you know, he's he's been doing good. I saw him out there last night. Now he wasn't. I think the Cubs need to go up there and take a bunch of pitches because from what I saw, I watched the end of that game last night because it was tied, and I like tie games just in case they go ninety three innings and I could stay up all night. But. Uh, you mean say you can fall asleep on the couch and say, babe, I was just watching the game. I was just watching the game. But uh, Greg Holland did not throw a lot of strikes, but, you know, the Braves were swinging at them. So whatever that means, either they had bad eyes or bad judgment or Greg Holland is that good. So, but in five innings pitched, eight strikeouts. And he's, so, what the fuck? $3 million he's making. Not bad. Come on, Tommy Ricketts. Why didn't you go get him? And Theo, why didn't you know that regression is a powerful thing? I don't know about robot style. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm not done. Regression is a really powerful thing. It is. There's a little Theo trio. I just was searching for the... For the <laughs> that, I was just looking for Regression is a really one. powerful thing. So it is time to announce the scavenger hunt for this series. It's going to be at Wrigley Field, but anybody can participate in this. Um, I was watching this game last night and uh, I've had the Braves dudes on for a while, but they were annoying me. And I was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Bob Brenly's on the other channel. So I switched over to Bob Brenly and I I did it just as Bob Brenly was uh, some guy in the Braves, the shortstop. Uh, He jumped for a ball. He caught the ball, made a really nice jumping, you know, ball ticketed for the outfield play. And you know what Bob Brenly said about him? He said, well, looks like he almost mistimed that jump. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he timed it perfectly. 
He caught the ball. What don't you get, Bob? You have no reaction to this. Oh, you're gone. Oh, crap. I had it on mute by accident. I was talking the whole fucking time. <laughs> I was hilarious. You missed it. Yeah, well, all right. Well, well what, what do you think Bob, of this? My point is it was fucking Bob Brenly. What do you expect? He's not watching the game. What's he? he he's probably watching Fox News on his phone. Exactly. Yeah. He's a grumpy fuck. He's just like in there like looking at fucking AOC, getting all fucking angry at her because she's so young and powerful. But And then he gets all mad. He says shit about AOC. But then he goes home, back to his hotel room, and like Jack's off thinking about her. Right. <laughs> that sounds like the Bob Bradley I know. For sure. I hate AOC. I hate her. Um, anyway, he's so salt. And then he got all mad about, um, some pitcher on the Diamondbacks that has just been injured a lot. He's like, well, you know, he's here and then he's gone, you know, just injured again. And I was like, dude, it's, he's not trying to get hurt. Just hope, wish for the best. So here's, here's the scavenger hunt. Um, Bob Brenly memes, create them. As many as you can. Salty Bob Bradley memes. Um, attribute quotes to Bob Bradley that sounds like something he might have said. And uh, just uh, let's just have fun with Bob Bradley all weekend long. Hashtag scavenger hunt. It helps if you tag me because sometimes I don't see it otherwise. So at uh, Sunranto on Twitter, um, tag me, Danny Rocket, on the Ranters page. And that's pretty much all you need to know. Unless you want to put them... I'm at Sunrento on Instagram, too. But let's rip on Bob Brenly all weekend long, shall we? Why not? So the weather this weekend, I it's going to be like a high of 46 on Friday. Kind of cold. At least it's a day game. Um, Saturday, sunny, 56, which is only doable if you're going to sit in the sun, which is going to be your right field corner and the bleachers. Um, and then Easter Sunday... Um, 68, maybe a little cloudy, possibly a little rainyish. So Jesus will rise again at Wrigley Field. That might be a fun day to go out to the ballpark with the family. Little, little, Lyle, what are you gonna do after church? I, I, I probably do more church. Yeah, the little more church. You can't get enough church, church, and then I'm gonna go to church again. Hey, it's Easter, and you should be very thankful. That uh, you've been forgiven of all your sins, because Lord knows there's been quite a few of them. <laughs> it's 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 nothing but sin, pretty much. It's yeah. just a sinapalooza over here. Well, you you don't want to make Jesus's sacrifice go to waste. No, no. And now all the Christian listeners stopped listening. <laughs> so, uh, but if you are still listening and you're going to one of these games, uh, if you go to sunranto.com/stubhub. And you click on our link and you buy it, their tickets. Well, we get a little bit of money. So please think of us when you buy our StubHub tickets because it's, it doesn't cost you anything. Just a little extra work for you. Thank you. And in game one, if anybody's going to this on Friday, it's kind of an old face. Uh, good old Luke Weaver. Remember him with the Cardinals? We used to sing, Luke Weaver, I believe you can get me through the game. Every time. By the way, everything about this game tells you it's going to be a scoring slaughter. Two teams that can mash the ball, 
Luke Weaver on the mound with a 5.17 ERA versus Kyle uh, Hendricks. 0-3, 5.4. Everything says bet the over, right? It's going to be fucking a 2 nothing game. I think, well, I would think, uh, depending on what the over is on this game, I would say bet the over, but um, it's going to be cold. It'll be cold out there now. That it's going to be a two nothing game. I guarantee it. Less than five runs in this game scored. I don't know because you know, I don't know. This might be a tough one. I'd like to see what the over under is. Luke Weaver, uh, last time he went out there, he only gave up two runs on five hits. Got into the seventh inning. He had eight strikeouts versus San Diego. That's good, but. The Cubs against him have slaughtered him. Javi is 8 for 14 with two home runs. Rizzo, Hayward, Zobrist, and Bryant all have good numbers too. Really high OPSs, really high batting averages. So that there's your lineup. All like If you have five dudes out of nine that mash off the guy, you might have yourself a, a little slaughter fest. But cold, I don't know. Tough, a lot of factors. Kyle Hendricks... I mean, he was okay last time he went out there. Three runs. Two of them were earned. Five innings pitched. One walk. Two strikeouts. That was against the Angels, and that's the game that the Cubs lost on. That bullshit strikeout by Kyle Schwarber on the check swing. Um, but yeah, I, I know I missed that on the last show. You guys talked about it because I was uh, dealing with the popo. Um, it wasn't that much bullshit. It could have gone either way. Yeah, I, you guys, that's your homer call. I don't think it was such no, a big deal. Check. What I did, what I did like, is Javi Javi just showing how big of a man he is, slowing down that freight train. Yeah, yeah. He could have been really hurt. Actually, they could have both been hurt. So I don't think Kyle Hendricks is gonna. I think Kyle Hendricks. This is the game that he makes it happen because the Diamondbacks suck against Kyle Hendricks. They don't like the slow ball. Again, go take my under. 484 OPS in 62 plate appearances. No home runs against Kyle. So, I don't know. I think the Cubs can match in this game. I think the Cubs could win this big. They've seen Weaver a lot, and the Diamondbacks do, you know, they suck against Kyle. So, I like our chances. Now, in game two, Merrill Mer- Kelly. Two first names and two lady first names. Yeah, Merrill Kelly, two women's first names. Uh, also, that's, he's that's like a, he's like a unicorn. Like you hate the two first name people. I'm fascinated by them. Hate is strong, too strong a word. Okay, you are you strongly dislike and think that they should all be decapitated. It's kind of like how I feel. Yeah, it's kind of exactly how I feel about redheads. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'm just fascinatedly creeped out by them. Because I'm like, how did your genetics survive that long? You're kind of a fucking ginger, Rocket. I know. That's why I'm partly fascinated. You're part ginger. I'm part ginger. And I'm like, what would make me pure ginger? Why am I not a pure breed? There's no such thing, by the way, as a purebred human. Uh, In fact, I'm starting to wonder if there's still even such a thing as humans. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, Merrill Kelly, one and one, three seventy nine, up against you, one and two with a six eleven ERA still. Um, that's gonna come down. It'll be a nicer day uh, in the mid fifties. Merrill Kelly has been playing I in Korea. Like, I feel like Cubs fans aren't 
quite done shitting a brick over you, Darvish. So I'm expecting one or two more fucking nightmares in the next couple of weeks that is going to just have everybody's fucking heads blowing off because people don't even know how to handle it at this point. And They're just freaking out because, I mean, I expected him to be good by now. We just started to relax a little bit. Right. So, so th- that's what I'm saying. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's pitching well. And now blammo, 10 runs in the first. Yeah, I mean it's possible, but I mean I I think that I think that he's going to keep building on. I'm going to be positive here. Okay, he's going to keep building on what he what he's been doing every time. He's going to get a little bit more confident, and you know, um, only and the the I, Diamondbacks I haven't seen him. I think he's going to get a like a, a. To be honest, I think he gets a couple like milk toast no decisions like meh. That's fine. Gave up three, but, went and then, five. Yeah. And then sometime in mil- middle of May, he's going to go on a fucking run for three months. And everybody's going to be talking about Cy Young. Cy you. Cy you. Um, Adam Jones is homered off of him. He's the you only young. one. You young. Yeah, they're going to change the name yeah. of the award. Uh, but everybody else on the Diamondbacks only has a couple games worth of ABs against him. And... Um, Merrill Kelly, he played the last three years in Korea, but he was with uh, the Diamondbacks last year. Not the last three years, but three years prior to last year. So huh. his name his name sounded Irish to me. It does, and like a yeah. woman. But right. uh, I, I I would never have thought Korean. No, he's not Korean. <laughs> he just played there for money. Oh. Oh. Um, last time Merrill gave up four runs on eight hits. He had five strikeouts and only one walk. But the Cubs have never seen him before, so we're totally fucked in this game. Is this the game that we lose? Do you think we use? No, th- this might be the game that we get an unexpected pitching performance. I think game one is low scoring because of weather and decent pitching, but nothing great because we expect it to be a blowout. Game two is going to be the great pitching performance because no one expects anything from this game. And then game three, the game everyone expects someone to have like a complete game shutout is a total fucking shit show. <laughs> shit show. So yeah, game three is Zach Granke uh, at five, with his 579 ERA. He's not the Zach Granke he once was. And uh, he's going up against Q. Um, Granke and Q both get RBI in this game. I love it. And Q is not a good hitter. No. Yeah. Uh, Zach is, though, uh, and he's a pretty good pitcher. Last time, he was much better than his ERA would show. He gave up uh, two runs on four hits through seven. He had six strikeouts, but uh, two of those four hits were home runs. But he also went two for three with a homer at the plate. So he made up for it. Um, Now... The numbers against Granky are pretty good for the Cubs. Wilson is two for three. Those two are both home runs, though. Benzo's good. Lots of singles, though. Rizzo is pretty good against him. Um, the only one that's pretty bad against him on the Cubs is Jason Hayward, which kind of makes sense. Three for 21 with seven strikeouts. Um, against Q, Adam Jones, he's the one to watch out By for. Way, shocking stats. For Jason Hayward. Yeah, well, that's the Jason Hayward of old. Like, there is no new Jason Hayward baked into that stat yet, you know? Right. Adam Jones uh, is the one to watch out for in this series. He's 9 for 17 against Q with two home runs, but uh, their shortstop Escobar, which I believe means to sweep. 
in Spanish. So, uh, yeah, I know. Uh-oh. Can you imagine? Like, they sweep us. And Escobar, like, they, they all, like, carry him around as their broom. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think of weird things like that sometimes. So, anyway, uh, Escobar sucks against Q. So, he'll probably sit. I don't know. So, there's your uh, Diamondbacks preview. I, what do you, what uh, do you I, call I, for? I, I, uh, I think um, they split one and one, and one gets canceled or rained out. I don't know if they're going to get rained out. Like, if any game is, it'll be Sunday. All right, but uh, I I flipped open that uh, uh, that article on the on the um, umpires. One quick thing for you: the top ten performing MLB umpires averaged two point seven years of service. The bottom ten averaged twenty point six years of experience. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, so it's it's time for a change. Oh, it's time, time to for... change. Yes, it's time to change. Thanks, Peter. Don't come around, come along for the ride. Don't you see? When it's time to change, you got to rearrange. Hey, that was a pretty good Peter Brady there, Cubs, Cubs to Dramas. Yeah, you sounded uh, just like him if your voice had changed a thousand or maybe 1,200 years ago. Yeah. Hey, Cubs to Thomas, right. I got a question for you. Okay. So in 2017, it was like the end of June before Contreras hit his sixth home run. Same, same in 2018. It was like almost July, I think. It was the last couple days of June where he hit his sixth home run. He already has six home runs by April 15th, 2019. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. He is hitting with power. How many home runs is Wilson Contreras going to hit this year? That's what I want to know. I'm sick of you getting away with not giving me actual predictions. Well, first, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, just to clarify what you're asking me. Who exactly is Wilson Contreras? <laughs> are, you, are you telling me you don't know who Wilson Contreras? You're a fucking Cubs predictor on a podcast. You're supposed to at least know at least the major starters. Like, I don't even care if you don't know who Zagunas is, but, like, come on, Contreras? Well, I don't know. I, I'm here to predict, you know, the baseball in general, not what individual players do. Uh, that's going to cost you. So, uh, you want me to answer your question? What's it going to cost? Well, I'd do it for, I don't know, 20 bucks. Well, if we win, if, if you tell me the right answer, I will make a bet that will guarantee that we make more than 20 bucks and I'll split the winnings with you. Okay. Then I will tell you my prediction. Wilson Contreras will hit six home runs plus... However many more he hits this year. Ha 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 ha. Cubs predicts. Ha ha ha. Ugh. Dude, that is not a prediction. Just, could you please just give us your poem and just leave? Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Addison Russell's a terrible father. Owes his baby mamas thousands of dollars. Addy needs lots of cash, but soon he'll be back a week after the Cubs play the... Uh, I don't don't even want to answer this. Padres? Fathers? Padres? Why are you doing... Why are you even doing a poem about Addison Russell? Brewers? I'm predicting his return. 
I, I think I know what it is. Father, dollars. It's not the best of rhymes, but I'm going to say um, the Oakland A's. No. The Dodgers. The Dodgers come to town. You're still not telling me why you even brought up Addison Russell. I mean, I know he's coming back. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I what is the point of your poem? I'm predicting the return of Addison Russell, the player. I, I'm sorry. I you thought you might like a little bit more predicting, predicting on this show. How are you predicting that? We all know we it's are, happening. Yeah, we're, we all, said, we're all waiting patiently. We, we for said it, it earlier. No, we already talked about it. I have another prediction that John Lester will return from the IL later in the season. What about yeah. John Lackey? What's happening with him? John Lackey will eat 300 children and get diarrhea so badly that he loses 43 pounds. Oh, it's a good diet. Sounds kind of legit, actually. So, uh, well, thanks for coming on, Cups of Domus. has gotten weird, so uh, have a good day. You guys, too. Cups Domus out! He's actually getting a little tolerable. You think? I don't know. I tried to fire him, and he just keeps showing up, so I guess we're just stuck with him anyway. Yeah, yes. Well, let's TFC out, shall we? And, all right. Uh, what? Let everybody what do, know. What do, what do these following players all have in common? Hayward. Hamels. Darvish. Chatwood. Zobrist. Morrow, Hendricks. Hmm. I was going to say they all have H's in their name, but then you said Zobrist. <laughs> they, they all, well, the, the thing was they all make more than Baez and Schwarber combined, but then I actually looked it up, and Hendricks and Morrow don't actually make more combined, but almost as much. That's your, that's your TFC? Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought it was an interesting fact. Um, yeah, well, that's how it rolls when you're under team control. You know, it's like, what are you gonna do? You know, I think I think Javi should have probably gotten paid more at his last arbitration, but he's just happy with what they gave him. You know, he's just, you know, he's like, I got my farm, I got my fucking, you know, slide, I got my sliding platform in my backyard now to practice my magic. Right. I uh, and then I liked. Um, I like I like this one, and it's not really a t- it's kind of tipsy. I love all of this Twitter, Facebook. Schwarber is garbage. He shouldn't have swung at that bad pitch. Takes with tons of spelling errors. Spelling words is easy is an easier task than hitting a major league pitch. The, the was- computer will do it for you automatically if yes. you let it. Yeah, <laughs> that was Corey, and I you know it was kind of like the anti TFC TFC. Like I really thought it was fucking funny. It was the IBM tweet, and I was like, you know what? He's fucking right. People go bonkers over things that are really hard to do and misspell every fucking word while they do it and <laughs> lack any punctuation. And you're like, dude, the fucking Twitter machine will fix all of that for you. Yeah, but it can't fix Carl Edwards Jr.'s mechanics. So, uh, try. oh, wait, wait, wait. Who said it, Danny? Oh, my new segment. Who said it? Who said it? He's a pretty big dude and he played football. I never played football in my life. He kind of took me with him, but I held him pretty good. Javier Baez. Ding, 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 ding. Talking yeah, like, about Kyle Schwarber. Yes. 
So mine was actually sent to me um, from a, a listener, if you will. Sorry to be so cagey about it, but I don't want to say who said it. But I, I said, uh, I saw it. I'm looking at it. What am I fucking talking about? I am now having a stroke. Um, so Ivy Envy tweeted out, the least surprising thing I've heard today is that Carl Edwards Jr. has recently dealt with racism on social media. And guy named Mike, guy named Mike writes back. Um, Carl makes his left political affiliation very clear. Invest- investigation of the circumstances would be in order before any judgment is made. So what does that mean? it means that, um, you know, he's like, maybe Carl deserved, maybe deserved to it? get it or <laughs> that he's making it up a la Jussie Smollett. Something oh, like that. Oh, I see. So then, all right, so the dude's name, I'm going to say his name. Who said that? Mike Schwanky. <laughs> so um, that's who had responded to IVMV on Twitter. The same person that sent me that tweet to be the TFC also sent me this article from SB Nation Outsports that starts like this. Two youth baseball coaches in Indiana, Scott Kalitha and Mike Schwanky, our tweeter, who allegedly engaged in the homophobic taunting of one of his 12-year-old players, were suspended for a year after an investigation earlier this summer. Aha! Uh-huh. But, but the, uh, apparently they called them, uh, you know, homophobic names. I'll let you right. fill those in in your brain. So he's a so he's a homophobe and a racist. Oh yeah, yeah, no. He's just he's just a pleasure all around. Right. What a sweet man. What a sweet man. So fuck you, Mike. And uh whoever did that shit to Carl. But I bid everybody else a very fine spigog. Spigog. Carl Edwards Jr. His pitching is great and he's coming to I'm singing Carl Edwards Jr. Amazing on the mound, gonna watch him right now. When Joe doesn't trust the bullpen, he'll keep in CJ. Send Carl Edwards in the bat and let him swing away. He'll be up there pretending he can hit him like my trout. Then he'll pitch another inning and strike everybody at Edwards Jr. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.